0: It sounds, it sounds very dirty, to be honest.
1: It is. You know what? Don't nag it through thread. It's very good. Yeah, we
0: could do We could just start the podcast on that, to be quite honest.
1: Let's <laughs> that's that's just try the thought here. I'll I'll not add that out. Um, hello. Welcome back to Football Bubble Pod. Tuesday evening. And don't say that too often. It is myself, Brendan, and... Cousin one himself. Jonathan. Evening, how are
0: you? Evening. Um I woke up this morning and thought it was Wednesday. It's fucking reason. Oh shit <laughs> on Twitter and I was looking for Razos it uh it's Wednesday night does and I'm yeah, like, why the fuck has he not <laughs> posted this? And then I realised oh it's Tuesday. I fucking depressed. Man. <laughs> fuck me, Tank. Yeah, so Yeah uh, I, I saw you. I saw you giving him
1: grief at once. Stage for not posting it earlier in the day. <laughs> oh, that, that,
0: was, that was before Christmas, yeah, because I woke up, it wasn't near 9 o'clock before he posted it, I can't remember, it was, it was quite late in the morning, and I was like, what's he doing? You know, has he forgot? Like, and then I think That's he actually cool. thought I was talking about something else, if I remember rightly. Um, but yeah, he, he was sleeping that day, to be honest.
1: Um, now he's, um he's obsessed with his, his word.
0: Yes, yes, the, uh, the young prince loves um, loves just talking shit on Twitter like the rest of us. It's, I enjoy it. I I enjoy it. I do say, Razor. I do enjoy the shit talk. It's pretty much what we're going to do here, probably for the good of an hour here. Like so. Yeah, wouldn't be a
1: man love the shit talk, would you?
0: No, nah, like I mean, that's really why the Thursday night Bible was created, just for us to talk shit. But now we're, but this is technically the main podcast for the weekend. We're just going to talk shit again. Aren't we?
1: Yeah. 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 There's no, there's no
0: Phil and there's no Steve. And, uh, Phil, Phil and Paul Rafa Benitez in our group chat today, by the way, and I just realised, and how do we giggle to myself?
1: (laughs) I I saw that, man. (laughs) What did you mean by that?
0: So, uh, Phil said he was stating facts. So, I'll bring you back to, it must have been the year 2008. Do you remember the year Liverpool were going for the title under Rafa? And then United you know, started to pull it back, and Fergie got under Rafa's skin, and then uh, Rafa done his infamous press conference where he started to talk about stating facts. Do you remember yes. this? That's, yeah, that's
1: really you really his <laughs> <pronounces, he really laughs> <pronounces> facts. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just read that message. So I'm like, oh my god, he's going full Rafa. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably about to be happy. Oh wait, hang on. He's he's like, this is. I'm just we're just live streaming this. To be honest, he's um. He's handing a gift now of Rafa. Yep, he's, he's well proud of that one, I think. Well proud. <laughs> I don't
1: know, if, like, uh, what's the status with Liverpool fans? Do they like Rafa or do they hate him?
0: I think, well I think, you know what, I actually think they probably love him more now because the fact he's nearly got Everton relegated. He must be, he must be like their best ever manager, like, because, I don't know, it must be, the longer you go on as Liverpool monitor, the bigger the fucking yap you get. Because Jurgen Klopp has turned into a bit of a yap, and I ain't going there because he's not here to stick up for him. So Jurgen Klopp that? has become a wee bit... Of, like, I like Jurgen Klopp, I do. Like, I've said before, like, I do like him, but he is a bit of a moan, like. It's kind of the same thing. It's happening.
1: been happening for a while,
0: not it? Yeah, he has been coming a wee bit of a moan. Um, but I don't know, like, he just seems like he's... just gets annoyed by things really easily. Bit like myself, I suppose.
1: I don't I don't yeah, know what it does. is. Like. with with, um, with a wee bit of age getting on him, um, he's a wee bit grumpy. Mm, he is a wee bit grumpy. <laughs> Jurgen. He, um, he's getting a bit no, like, in anger I'm, in his final years. Oh, ears. that was a grumpy man. Like. Um, <laughs> but n- notoriously uh, the old French men can be grumpy like um, yeah. Jurgen has sort of yeah, he's a personality of having the big smile and being happy all the time. But see if a decision like goes against him or something happens in a game that he doesn't agree with, he's taking uh there there's been a few recently now with, with journalists that I've thought, you know, been listening to it live, it's maybe after a game on um, on Five Live or something, the post match and the cut to you know when they cut to the um, manager interviews. And yeah. I can't remember the name of the journalist, but he's getting a really hard time a couple of times. Um, I've noticed um, that too. I, I don't know. It. Yeah, yeah. It um, I don't know.
0: It I just even like I think I think Steve says like he thinks Jurgen Klopp's a great manager, but he's the worst loser. Um, mm. I can't really talk. Like I absolutely despise losing. Like I was playing a game of five side a couple of weeks ago and. There there is somebody that listens to this podcast that plays favorite so he's probably giggling to himself right now with me about to talk yeah. about this. But uh yeah, I'd lost <laughs> lost the game of Favocide, like just a bit of Favocide really, like And at the end I just fucking lost the map, grabbed the ball, just kicked it up into the air. <laughs> and I'm just like when I got home that night I was like, Oh
1: Jesus. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? like, <laughs> And did you, like, did you maintain your anger? Like, did you? Oh, uh, no,
0: just. You laugh like, at it, or? No, I fucking I just kept quiet, you know. It's either, you go one or two ways, don't you? Either, well, you just kind of just keep the anger, keep yourself quiet, or you just laugh about it. And I kind of felt like I'd left it too long to just laugh about it then, so I was just like,
1: yeah, I'll just say Oh, anything, you had to stay yeah. in character? I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> just leave here, I'll just walk out. <laughs> you, were you that wee um, who, like, still took took the ball, took his ball home. When he was younger, <laughs> if I
0: had a ball when I was younger, yeah, I, I never really brought the, balls to the ball to <laughs> football. Yeah, so I uh, thought that was that was my experience with uh, losing. But yeah, I, I suppose I, I can I can kind of feel Clapo in this one. Like I hate losing
1: as well, but I I totally get no, it. It's not, it's not a, it's not a bad thing, you know to. Like it's a good treat, I think, to be a bad loser, if that makes sense. Um because obviously you're competitive, like and then you want your manager to be, you know, not happy about losing or like be jolly every time a decision goes against them. But it's like the a, it's a way kinda it's as if he makes it personal, you know, with a with a journalist after like, well what you know, why you and that like you you know, what do you know about this? You know, really attacking him personally, rather than just being—you could be, you know—you can understand that he was like, uh, like answering like two-word answers or something like that, which is fair enough. Like all managers at some stage have been being like that. But does that the attacks during this? I'm not saying does all the time, like, but just the all time, especially this season, I've, I've noticed it. Like.
0: Yeah, no, I, I've I've noticed it too. Like, I don't know, maybe he's under a bit of pressure, like Liverpool are a good couple of points behind uh, Man City now like but and then again we don't know what goes on you know off camera or off radio like maybe what a certain journalist has has said about Liverpool or Klopp themselves maybe it's just pissed them off you know but there are times like Mm. I do remember I remember an interview I think we all commented on it was a couple of months ago and we just thought I think he's went a bit bit over the top there with that interview he's kind of just roasted that game (laughs) He's, he's just doing his job and he got a grilling <laughs> yeah. of Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> you know, a journalists won't forget that interview any any time quickly. Like, but, well, um... I, I, I
1: think he said that. You know, he can back on. Uh, I think it was it was kind of so bad that when Klopp left, they cut back to him and we're sort of interviewing him. Then they're like, uh, <laughs> "Well, uh, are you all right?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, "He's like, I'll, I'll I'll not forget that for a while, but he, he, he was all right." Like, yeah, like, no, but, yeah. yeah um, even...
0: Obviously, for yourself, you probably think back to Frank Lampard against Jurgen Klopp, and I feel like, you know, and it was only the fact hmm. that there was no crowd there, that we probably, that probably happens all the time, but we just probably, yeah. we got to hear it properly. And think what a, what a Frank town the fuck off or something, i
1: got to remember. <laughs> he, he said something like, you won one fucking title, fuck off. <laughs> 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 um, this is this, this has been this has been uh, ten
0: minutes slagging off Jürgen Klopp. Um the Liverpool uh, lads are not gonna
1: be happy. Um better <laughs> yeah, swiftly uh, move um, on. That, um well, well we'll sort of talk about um I mean is a hard one. Um because obviously um we had the, the final there at the weekend, um Senegal won the penalties. Um Game. I mean, I've seen highlights. Apparently, well, if you can all call them highlights, but uh, apparently, did you watch the I think
0: I've watched all together about thirty seconds of the Afcon this
1: year. Yeah, um, that's that's what I was going to say. Like, it's hard for us to come in with like a full blown like um tournament review, um, just with times of games being on, like the more stuff that I've seen has just been the chaos that has happened and, and you've seen it on Twitter, like all the funny moments and that does not help the sort of the serious nature um, that, you know, I'm sure they want you to take it. Um, like it just seems like there's there's definitely bribery going on with some of the referees. Um, some of the behaviour, like Charles Kieros and, uh, and the um did you see that? Like the I think it was the semi final maybe, the Egyptian bench was um just behaviour was like something you've never seen on a on a touchdown. just kinda of despicable like all oh, of this you you would never get away with it. Um in European football. Um but the the class thing about it is, is obviously the fans and and what it means to them and I'm sure like you've seen the celebration videos and um, oh, I mean, I know I'm leading into this and it's going, to, it's going to flag club again, but I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know where this quote or whatever has come from, but apparently Klopp said the African Cup of Nations was a small tournament. Do you see this? No. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I I was trying to look today to see where um, the original source was. um there's something about when he was talking about Mane going away for international duty. And I'm sorry but I can't find it. I'm also there. And also then if this is not real or do not exist, then I'm about to talk shite. But um a lot of players and um, uh players and um you know people associated with the with the AFCOM have come out now and sort of quoting chops in some people say this is a small tournament. Um but like what it means to these fans, and it's just the videos of of the Senegal fans going absolutely nuts with, in the homecoming uh, of the players, and how you know it's for them. It's like especially a, a World Cup, like or or Euros, like you saw um, when Italy uh, got back, like the the celebrations there. England, like obviously when when the tournament was was in England and at Wembley for so long, like fans. Maybe not behaving themselves sometimes, but you know, just going nuts um
0: on the streets, but I was talking about. Is that I just seen I seen a tweet yes. from the today, day, but never really caught on to what he was on about. Um a little tournament yes, that means exactly. a lot for us Africans.
1: Yes, that's exactly it. Um so I don't know maybe Klopp is pissed off about losing obviously Salah and Mane maybe two biggest players to, to a tournament like that but you can see there like a you couldn't avoid it how, how big it is to those fans and just because we maybe you know it's your primary league break for us maybe some people are starting to tune into those six nations whatever whatever um, you can't obviously deny them you know their, their tournament just because it's during our season you know what I mean
0: no, oh, yeah, no, definitely. Like, um, I think um, there must be some truth to to that. Now, maybe it's been taken completely out of context, and that's not maybe what Klopp meant. But you know, he must have said little tournaments, especially the fact that Drogba's quoted now. Drogba hasn't said anything about Klopp. That's He's just, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's like it's like the Euros. It's like you know, the. uh was it the Copa Copa America? Is that um that's not the American one, is it? Or is it? Is that the Yeah, the, South South American. Yeah. South American one like, <clears throat> Excuse me. They they all them countries take it seriously. Like you seen what it meant to Messi to win the Copa America there last summer. Um to win the Euros, like, you know, England were damned to win the Euros just to have something to win. They're literally the international spurs, like they just wanted something to win. <laughs> take off this hoodoo. We we can't do that just because I suppose the African Cup of Nations was on during January, during the Premier League season, sorry, European seasons. So there's obviously players that were in that tournament from yeah. other different European leagues, but we can't really say oh, why they're having it now. Like, if, if they had that tournament in the summer, you'd be dead. Like, you know, the, the temperature there would probably be um, unreal. you probably get a play ball yeah. in it. Sort of the, similar to this Qatar World Cup. I suppose it's good probably get crazy temperatures. This is why the World Cup's obviously moved to, you know, Christmas time and you know, there's been no real complaints about that. That I suppose that's probably down to the fact that all club football's been put on hold until the World Cup's finished. Like, but yeah, you can't really say them like, know uh, you can't have your, you know, national tournament like just because it's going on during a Premier League season." Premier League and all that. There sort of saw some me clean off recently. It's gone that sort of dog shit again. Just the stuff that goes on like corruption. Like, it's just desperate. But it, it, we're playing. Wolves away this weekend, so it'll be all yes. go. It'll be a full weekend of sport yet again with the Six Nations and the Premier League back. Who, who are Chelsea playing this weekend?
1: Well, actually, Chelsea are not playing because they're in the Club World Cup. Um,
0: oh, yes. Which, and that's,
1: that, which that we will sense. also chat about um, in a bit. Phil um, wanted us to talk about the obviously you and I were not um breaking the watchers of the at but um the penalty shootout um mana got the winning penalty. Uh Mandy saved the uh fourth penalty I think it was for Egypt. Um but because of that it turned out that Salah um didn't get the didn't get the of penalty for Egypt and mm-hmm. he was going to be the fifth and a lot of the times you would see um the fifth penalty kicker being the so-called best or, you know, your, your penalty kicker during a game, um, takes your fifth penalty. And it, it, um it spurred like Amy Carragher on to write an article, I think, on it about how your, your, pal- your, your normal penalty kicker shouldn't, it shouldn't be your fifth penalty kicker. Um I suppose, like... So it's right a uh, can read and write, to be honest. This is ha- heavily uh, against Liverpool. And I love of people, <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> um, i thinking of it, What would have always been? I don't know. What do you think? That the best Hanley kicker Cagrier fixes have Hanley, but I suppose that, that doesn't really make sense, does it?
0: Well, I haven't. I didn't even realize that Jamie Carragher wrote whatever this is. But in my opinion, Salah, whoever, like Harry Kane, done the same in the Euros thing. If you're tagging the fifth penalty, you're tagging it because you have a big ego and you want to score the winning penalty. In my opinion, um, you, you would imagine that you'd probably want your best penalty taggers to kind of go towards the beginning to kind of get the get yourself that lead. And you might like like it happened like Salah didn't get the tag penalty because Senegal, I'm assuming they scored all their penalties, and Egypt missed a few. So that cost them in the end because they let Salah go last when he probably should have went first or second or whatever. It, it is a complete ego yeah. thing. That, that's it. That's the only reason for it is they just want to be the ones to score the winning penalty and run off into their fans and be like, "I'm the guy." You know, it's yeah. I suppose like yeah. it's kind of a lucky dip for goalkeepers. You either save it or they don't, and sometimes they can be the hero.
1: Like, but it's um, I like- it's,
0: it's just pure ego thing for me
1: you don't think there's any kind of tactical advantage in, say, like, going sort of... I don't mean, like, a shit penalty taker, but, like, good, shit, good, shit, good. That sort of a... So you're, like, kind of spreading it out. Because just... I'm thinking, like, if you get to, like, 3-all or whatever, you you still want solid penalty takers. Because after that, it's, it's basically sudden death. You don't get a chance to ever reply, and you know you want good penalty throughout your face, rather than like front loading it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, that's that's sort of why you know sudden deaths are kind of exciting because you're getting to the guys that wouldn't normally take penalties, and it's really just they're going to go in or they're not. Like what wasn't there was our penalty shootout in the Euros, which was just absolute madness. Like every penalty was just so <laughs> I can't even remember what team, but it, I remember us talking about it on our WhatsApp group afterwards. It's just bonkers, like every penalty was like top bag or top bottom corner, <laughs> keepers were never getting it um, like I remember the FA Cup final in 2005, Arsenal paid United and like Arsenal put all their bet like Lorraine and stuff was great penalty takers, Ashley Cole was a very good penalty taker I remember all yes. the elements were one of the first to take penalties and Patrick Vieira obviously took the the winning penalty um, and he wouldn't be like a regular penalty taker for Arsenal so you can kind of see how it's shifted from then to now like It has went like you said, at the start, very very heavy on your best penalty takers. To now, it's more towards the end. It's just it's just the change in the times, suppose. Like I said, people want to be the hero. Like, and that's just the way football is now. Like, people just want to be the hero and be in the spotlight. Especially like Uh, like like somebody said to me, this is completely unrelated. Like, but just because he popped into my head there. And he would be the type of deck that would want to take the winning penalty. But, uh, somebody said to me the day, they really like Cristiano Ronaldo and think he's gorgeous and, oh, he's so great. And I just mentioned something that we're not going to get into. And I was like, I can't
1: believe that. And I was like, well, yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's him. But anyway, um. Yeah, they didn't know that, that, um. No, that they no. That the no, they, they didn't know that, no. Um, which probably that's showed how it's been very well hidden. Yes. You know, he he's probably or his team or whatever. Like, you know, we're not going to discuss it. Like, but it's been kept out of the the spotlight of the media. Like, so that's, that's mm. just the way it works. like, Um, but yeah, apparently yeah, Tigers like done a very good job. Yeah, yeah, no, they definitely have. Um, yeah, I actually didn't even realize that um Senegal won the Afcon until the next morning. I think it was. Or was it? was it? yeah, it must have been the next morning. I think I've seen a photo of Sadio Mane with with the trophy. Um I suppose it was win win for Felic, like, you know. Two yeah. two of two Liverpool players. Um I think everyone kinda of called that final from the very beginning. But it would mm-hmm. be Mane against Salah. Uh obviously we had El Nene in the final as well. So, I mean, could he could stay longer? I think he was playing, huh? I'm not sure. I I I swear to you, I don't I don't even have a clue because I didn't watch it. I just remember seeing Arsenal posting up on wasn't the Sunday, good luck this evening or something, and I was like, oh right, I was playing. playing. Yeah, uh, playing the
1: middle of the bar. Yeah,
0: that's um like not not like well, I wouldn't put the tournament down. I wouldn't like, but I mean, that caliber of player made it into the final. Like you know, yes, yeah, um. Like well, most Salah you, world class.
1: Yeah, and the the thing about um, those teams, which I think probably probably frustrate. Now I know that, that it's an honour to represent the country, blah blah blah, all that stuff, national pride. But imagine you were Mane and Salah going from playing with you know Van Dijk and Jota and you know. Thiago, all the rest of them, Trent to to playing with the the standard that I'm not saying shit. Like obviously, Senegal want but you know it's it's not a it's not what are you used to playing with weekend week out, and certainly Salah, um, like he has to play with a nanny for fuck's sake. Um, but it it uh, um it shows you that I mean I think Salah uh was. I don't know if he's old enough, but he was in he's back in the Liverpool training today after taking like one day off. Um, yeah. which scares me. I think he he wants to obviously be in a properly competitive side <clears throat> who he knows are are in the hunt to win things. And I think he's he's gonna turn up now.
0: Yeah, well I suppose for Egypt he was playing down I don't know, he was playing down the rates, but right you know, he probably had a shit right back behind him, and, you know, similar, similar situation at club level, like, he's shit right back playing behind him as well, like, can't defend the shoot. Um he probably does want to get back,
1: and, uh. Yeah, right back. Huh? Steve's a big gap at mine.
0: Yeah, uh, well, to be fair, I know that's, that's Steve's kind of thing for, for Phil, like, so, thought I'd throw that in there for him. But, it, you know what, it actually was a good observation, he did say, um in that heat map that came out today of all the Premier League clubs, like, there was, there was a bit of a gap there at Liverpool's right mm-hmm. hand side now, yeah. interesting. Like Man he was just fucking stupid, like, I think it was red right. everywhere, bar the actual opposition penalty box. Fucking nuts. Yeah. There's
1: freaks in nature. Um yeah, like, if you don't know what I'm talking about by the way, the, the, <laughs> the athletic released graphs on, um who, I think it was who controlled the ball the most in certain areas of the pitch, Um and basically they split it up into like, Little rectangles, and said He basically controlled every rectangle uh, on the pitch, apart from maybe the opposition's box or something like that. Um, and Burnie's was fucking dogshit. That was like controlled maybe two quarters of their own box, and the rest was actually controlled by the opposition. Which I do not know how that is possible. Like you don't even control the possession in your own box. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to. It's good to have a look at and see um all the different teams, so check that out if you can. Um AFCON we've probably I think we've done pretty well there for two guys who did not really watch a single minute of it. Um <laughs> but when you're chatting about penalties there and um you know players in certain positions, uh first or fifth or whatever, there was another now, I know that the Arsenal are unfortunately are the FA Cup sir, um. But there was another big scalp in the FA Cup on Friday night. Manchester United, um, were put out on penalties by Northsborough. Um, what's wrong with, that with the Hay? Can't the penalty for.
0: Um, you know what? It probably should never even got that far. Um, I see. I've seen. I watched a few clips back of. Chances United missed. It was absolutely unbelievable. Like Bruno Fernandes hit the post for like the goal was there, like headed anywhere you want, mate, it's in. Shocking, shocking. Like um, yep. and I looked at it it was like, ah, oh, United must have put out a few youngsters or something when I seen Middlesbrough went through and um right. you know, like Ronaldo and all played, like Bruno played, David Hay, like <laughs> Harry Maguire played, you know, banter. Um like the police put out a full stream. Yeah, like, man, it was actually, I couldn't believe it. Um, I went around the Tracy's. I around That's right, yeah, he missed the penalty as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Manto, like, uh, like I said, I was going around, I went around the his mom's on Saturday morning, and I always wind her up. I was like, she said to me, did you watch the match last time? And I thought she was talking about the Ulster game, and I was like, oh, I watched it, go win for Ulster League. And she's like, just, like um, no, no, the United game, and I was like, oh, um, no I didn't watch it and she was like well I watched it till the United won that up and I turned it off because she didn't want to watch them shitheads win <laughs> I was like uh-uh. they, did, they didn't win though they got bait they went out in penalty She's like stop winding me up like she was convinced I was winding her up so I had to actually get it up on my phone and show her so she was delighted then she said she wished she had to watch the game like well that's what you get for turning it off after the first goal for freak's sake but that, that's just yeah, if you're,
1: you're going to hate the United like you know come out to the goal.
0: Yeah, commit to the cause. Money United have went is it four years now without winning anything, and um, they've spent like near half a billion or something like that in, in that time. Or, we're, we're, like I like maybe because I'm not really, I don't have, I'm not my all Man United Twitter, like I don't have fans or whatever. But in terms of journalists, like I don't see the criticism for Money United the way other clubs would get criticism. Like you know, Arsenal got, uh, and still to this day, at times get grilled for ben, ben White for 50 million when United got Varane for like was it 35 or some bullshit like I'm just like what the fuck is this like what is this shit like is this all people have to talk about is this all the media the journalists can come up with is this load of bullshit money had to spend near half a billion in four and a half years out of one fuck all like where is the con- where is the talk about that where is the conversation like it's mad I
1: like, think uh, uh, yeah I am um... I mathematically agree with you, uh, and I think it's eventually starting to, also by the way, I'm talking about centre House over price, hello, Horne McGuire, um, as well as for Anthony. Um, like I mean, that is, I don't know if there's, a, if there's some sort of curse on centre half signings at United, but, oh, well, it's like the striker curse at Chelsea, but um, we'll talk about that. Um, it is not good, but, Um United had, I've got a start up here. <laughs> They <laughs> had thirty shots to Mills for six. Um Ooh. they had seventy one percent possession. They had nine hundred and thirteen passes. That is nearly a thousand passes, and that is insane. Passive um, and Yeah. Um drew the game on each. Um the the, the mills for goal, I don't know if you it, the the handball, um next a wee bit funny too. I, I think uh, the 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 changed. Mm-hmm. Uh hmm. what? Mean, go on ahead, yeah. sir. Okay, I'll go. Um, you know,
0: you know what actually has kind of what I'm. I've just, I've seen it a lot, especially after that game on Friday. Is well, particularly people I know that are Man United fans who have just started to turn on Ronaldo and say Ronaldo's the you know, Ronaldo's the problem, and I'm. Um, not really having him from them because they love Ronaldo, hailed him as the saviour, Ronaldo's gonna come in and help us challenge, all this sort of bullshit. And now because things aren't going well, but they're just pecking Ronaldo as a scapegoat. And yes, I know we have all sort of said before that Ronaldo was the problem in Man United, like we've said it for months. Even even Steve has a Steve's a Manette family. Like, but I just yeah. I hate the way and it, I know what happens at all football teams like I know, like, even, even Arsenal, even myself, like, we've, we turned completely against the Bamiang, like, but for good reasons, I think. Um Ronaldo just, the whole thing with him is just, like, it's just, like, it's just, that's just, just, it's just the way football fans are. There's just no patience with things, like, you know, it's just, whoever they can blame for the reason their team's not doing well. The reason their team's not doing well is, yes, number one, Ronaldo is not helping the balance of that team, but secondly, like, they're just shit, they're not good enough, like, Harry Maguire is absolutely dreadful. Paul Pogba has no interest. And by the way, they spent 89 million on him and he's going to walk for nothing in less than six months, which is another thing that United should be getting grilled on. Bruno Fernandes is a complete fraud. He's came in to the Premier League. He done well. There's no fans about he done well then, but you know, ever since he's just, he's been brutal for the last 12 months. What's he done? Like he missed an open goal there on Friday night. That's absolutely shocking for a player who's meant to be Top quality, world class, even some United fans would say. You know, United's best player is fucking Cavani. and He's probably their oldest player. There's there's serious serious problems there, like they just they have no structure in place. Like, I've seen with Arsenal over the last six to twelve months a bit of a structure being put in place. And I'm not saying we're perfect by any stretch of the imagination or not, but you can see there's a clear plan there to bring in youth and build the team again. Like I don't see what United's plan is. It's just they went and bought Ronaldo. Because they didn't want Man City to get them. But Man City played United so well, they probably put that out there so United would go blow all their money on Ronaldo, which they did. And City are laughing now, like I don't really think City are the greatest Premier League side ever. But they're doing the job, they're getting results, they're probably going to win the league this year unless, you know, Liverpool really can catch them up. And I did predict that City would blow it this year, and I'm kind of hoping i will be right. But we'll just have to wait and see. And do you know the biggest joke about United, like that 7 team was voted the greatest Premier League side ever? Who voted, who voted for that? Can you tell me who, who voted a, for that?
1: That's what I was about to ask you. Like, <laughs> like, for for being so publicly sure, I was like, was it sport or something put it up? I think I seen it on goal. Like, uh, it's probably just United Uh, what do you call their social media is absolutely huge massive Um, and they have I mean exhausted with the amount of Ronaldo content they put up and continue to put up um, just to like squeeze any shares and likes and retweets um, out of the the fan base they do have huge fan base on Mm -hmm. socials Um, and if it's if it's fan-voted, one of those gold things that's fan-voted from socials, I think, mean, if that's what we're basing it on, fuck me. I've like, you know, you well, seen, um,
0: seen somebody put the argument up that that United team, they won the Premier League and the Champions League in the same year. Right, fair enough, they did. The, the year before that, they were in the Champions League final, got beat by Barcelona. And the year after that, they were in the Champions League final, got beat by Barcelona. Right. But if they're gonna say a best Premier League side, like what what is the criteria for that? Is that the best league side, best overall side ever? Like, you know I would say there's been better teams than not O seven, oh eight team. Like, you know, Man United's ninety nine team on the fucking travel, for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And they they like I don't even know where they're ranked in this whole thing, like. I just think it's maybe younger fans coming through now, you know, who idolise Ronaldo and Messi and whatever and you know, they they don't see anything prior to, you know, 2008, 2007, 2005, whatever. Like, it's just kind of what's happened over the last 10 years or so. And that's just who they're voting for. and Social media has obviously blew up massively over the last 10 years. That's where a lot of the influence comes. And YouTubers and all this here sort of shit. Like, there's a guy who's, well, claims to be an Arsenal fan on Twitter. And he pops up. I don't follow him, but he, you know them suggestive follows. It pops up every now yeah. and then. And he's a big, like, Saliba fan, and Gwen Doozy, and he's called AFC Sam, or some shit like that. And, like, he just criticizes Arsenal and Arteta, flat out. And, he got a signed shirt from Saliba, and calls Saliba his hero, and, like, apparently Saliba paid for him to go watch Marseille play last weekend, like, this is, this is where it's all come from, like, these fucking super fans of players, you know.
1: Yeah, player fans.
0: Yeah, it's not even, but they still attribute themselves to a club, like, it's like that fellow William who's on Twitter who's a big massive Ozil fan, but yeah, said he's an Arsenal fan as well. you know it's just them like you know people are entitled to do whatever they want, of course they are like there's nothing wrong with liking players or something I mean the second may shape like I just can't have them. they're just really, really second may shade. and that's just I suppose that's just what you probably will call the modern fan, like maybe we're classes legacy fans, you know that we were described as when the super league or whatever the fuck it was called was being brought about.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, um, I don't mind that thing, you know. The legacy fans? I don't mind the
1: legacy fans. <laughs> I think well, uh, it sounds alright.
0: But see, like I think football is just changing so much that like there's like right now I just I can't enjoy football now. It's just it's really doing my fucking head in. Like and it's not contributed to like the way Arsenal are performing or anything like it's just when I Go on the social media and see the way fans talk about their club or even like the kurt zuma thing today like that's that's your modern mm. player like and it just seconds my shape like that base is a fucking scumbag do you know what i mean mason yeah. Greenwood's was a fucking scumbag like fucking ryan giggs was a scumbag but you know what because there was no social media when ryan giggs was play- being a player like by the time he retired social media had probably just started up but you know that probably well that probably would have come out long before <laughs> It's just it's just yeah. the way things are now. We're so much more exposed to what's going on in these players' lives. Like some fucking idiot put up an uh, article about Ben White kissing a girl and he's in Dubai. That that was that was fucking news. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm just like fuck me, Pinkley. Like, just, you just, yeah. I can't enjoy it. Like, like I'm really glad the Six Nations just started because I can just kind of. Ugh. It's like that time of the year where like, rugby just kind of takes over and you can just go and enjoy something different. Like, women will go back yeah. in no time. You know, the French open will be back in no time, like I don't know when the golf starts up like but we always know because as as you're you're watching it like so <laughs> that's how you
1: know. <laughs> Like yeah, it's I'm like Phil's like,
0: Sorry, I was just uh-huh. gonna say about like the Irish League football. Like Phil has just got more and more into Irish League football again. Like and you can understand, like you and him went to the Cliftonville game the other week and like when you go down to the likes Irish League football, it's just like burgers, chips, whatever you know, just proper football, like, no VAR, none of that nonsense. Like, there's going to be some mad, dodgy referee decision, but here we'll take it, like, for the laugh, because it's something to talk about. And I I would rather talk about a dodgy referee decision than talk about a dodgy referee decision through VAR, you know what I mean? Like, you know, because people have said VAR is not the problem. I think it's just exposing how, you know, how bad these referees really are. That's probably, like I don't understand why referees are probably all for VAR. Well, you kind of get the 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 idea that they are, but it's really making them look even worse at their job. And you brought would, you would reckon they'd probably want it to go as well. But I, it's here to stay, It's not Like we're not getting rid of VAR. It's it's going to stay. They're yeah. not going to invest all the money in it and get it put into all these top primary League sides and not use it. I think the, one of the issues with VAR is the consistency in the FA Cup is the fact that it's used in some games and not in others, because I, yeah. I, obviously it's not installed in certain grounds and stadiums and things like that there, but that's something they probably need to look at going forward in the future. They either have it or they don't. You know, I think probably just don't have it in the FA Cup if you can't facilitate it in every game. Yeah,
1: that's, that's probably a very important point and like an obvious one that obviously haven't got a a graph on yet. Um you mentioned Zuma. Surprisingly, he starts tonight for West Ham seen a tweet, which I can not believe. Just um, seen Steve has, has
0: said that in does There, That's, Um I thought I'd seen something on Twitter today saying that West Ham had, had released a statement or something about um Zuma won't represent the team for a while. Maybe, maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's not right. Uh, it, it well, well, wrong, I, obviously, these he's and
1: yeah, I, so. I saw uh, the the release a statement and said that the um, obviously. I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, I don't know how you don't know what, But um, there was footage leaked of, of Zuma basically abusing using uh, house cat kicking it all over, discussing stuff like kicking all over the house, slapping it, um, defenseless animal. With um, and one of his mates or someone who he thought was his mate leaked it to the press, and um, everyone has now seen how much of a quantity is. Um, but yeah, like releasing that statement saying like they they don't con- condone cruelty to animals, and you know they've they I think they said something about the the discuss it internally, blah 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 and then to to start him up that night that, the same fucking day, they're starting him in a primary mm-hmm. league so he's, they're basically just saying, I all that stuff of you release, not press release, like, don't we mean that, like, because in reality this is what we want to do, like, we, we still want this prick representing our club uh, how does that add up, like, West Ham fans surely, I don't know Big Jetty has said anything, but, like, surely they don't want him anywhere
0: either. No, I actually haven't been talking to him today, so I'm not too sure what is, his what views on the door. Um, I think it's bad West Ham are starting him. It is bad. I think what's worse is uh, the police, uh, the Met police are not going to even investigate him. I think that's it's unbelievable. Like, there's clear laws there to protect animals. He shouldn't be allowed to own animals ever again. Like, the fact, that, like I seen the videos before, and he's slapping and he's volleying it like it's a fucking football, like chasing it round the, round the room, like scaring it. Like, it's it's not all, Like, obviously, we have we have a bit of crack with like, with my dog. Like, me and him will nag us about each other and fight, and he'll try and bite me and stuff. Like, well, not seriously, but you know, playing. Like, but like you yeah. know, you don't, you don't fucking kick your your animal. Like, you don't kick your pet. You don't abuse them, hit them, like. Like my dog's lying here on the bed across from me, just snoozing now. You know, hopefully he doesn't jump up here and start barking and interrupt yet another podcast. I doubt he will. He's out for the count there, looks so Creator, um, but no, like I couldn't
1: like. What the
0: hell, hell, Spudderino, the uh, podcast podcast mascot, uh, <laughs> mascot, <laughs> mascot. <laughs> um, no, like I, I, I just imagine like if someone done that to to Spud, like I'd be fuming, like I. would I'd want blood like they'd, they'd be dead like they wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't be playing football and the night never mind anything else like um, it's just hard like you shouldn't you, sh- you shouldn't be cruel to animals like you know animals are your best friend in the world like like Spud is a pain in the ass like but he's my best mate like you know so it's yeah. just it's wrong like when you think about about people doing those sorts of things like I imagine like you and Carrie recently you know bought a house together woo big excitement well done well done to you guys exciting times ahead um like, I don't know if you usually end up getting a dog or whatever in the future. Like, I imagine he's probably will at some stage, maybe. Or a cat, I don't know. Sure. And, like, imagine, like, yeah. you came home to find out, like, someone, like, jumped over your fence and, like, kicked your dog in the head or something. Like, you fucking want to kick the fuck out of the end. Never mind. Not that we're condoning violence on the babble, like, but, you know, <laughs> some things just <laughs> need to be done. You know, like, if you think it's all right to volley a cat, you need to have a fucking serious sit-down. Like I I need like, to the you. Yeah, like, I I think they said he has to do, like, counseling with, is it RSPCA? Is that the one for animals now? If I got that wrong, I, but yeah, I think he has to do something like that anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's bad West Hammer playing them. It really, it really is like, especially when this just came out today. I'm like, it's not like they can't just, you know, pull him out of the squad now at at the last second. You know, the game kicks off like in less than an hour. Um. I actually, I didn't even realize there was Premier League games all night. Man United playing Burnley, away. go on the Burnley.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think when you said you said about uh, Arsenal playing Wolves, I think that's actually on Thursday. Um, Shit, does um, it? Must have another, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they must have a, a, another match of the weekend, um, or maybe they don't. I don't know. But, oh, you're right. Oh, fuck it is. Oh, will Liverpool play uh, Thursday. There's yeah, Thursday uh, and there. Yeah, live a live. Uh, Arsenal game. Fuck
0: away, it was. Good luck with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, they're playing really well. I'm um, not looking yeah. forward to that one. Do you remember the lad? Like we, we used to record videos. Uh, me and Phil, like we done like a wee Thursday thing. This was going back maybe two three years ago now. Um, yeah. Arsenal were playing. <laughs> I think Arsenal were playing Napoli in the Europa League quarter final or something, and we were watching it while recording. And uh, I fell off my chair because Ramsey scored. <laughs> so that that is on that is out there on the internet somewhere.
1: Oh, memories! i got gonna try and find i and pull it up from the archives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll be too hard to find That be <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: there, it's probably been, like our most liked video.
0: <laughs> I swear, like. There definitely cannot, uh like, there's bloopers. Definitely bloopers from the Bible. Um One of them probably would get me put in prison. Like, to be honest, <laughs> uh, no, that, don't
1: worry. That one won't see the later day. That
0: one definitely won't see the light of day. Um, <laughs> there's nothing bad, but fuck me, I, I'm talking here like it's fucking something really bad. Like, it's not. Like, it's just a. It's very controversial it's and would wouldn't be viewed very well. Like, but it was it was on um, obviously funny. Like, at the time, yeah. Um, but yeah, we we've, um, we've had some, some laughs doing this bloody podcast over the last few years. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? Oh yes, yes, the Club World Cup. Let's, let's chat about it because Chelsea are in it. Um, where, where is the Club World Cup this year?
1: Uh, Club World Cup is in Abu Dhabi. Right. That's, so that's
0: the, that probably would have been very predictable if I tried and guessed. It would have been somewhere around there. Uh, oh, I should have made it. Yes, actually. Um, so yes, that's that's going on soon. Then I'm guessing. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, cup or a cup? Like, I don't really know how to think about it. Like, it's one of those things. Things that if like you probably you literally don't know what's happening. Like, if your team's not in it, you don't do not give a flying fuck about. Um, it's uh, so what happened? happens is the, the winners of the, um, of the Champions Leagues. I think they're all kind of a version of the of the Champions League we know. So there's like a South American Champions League, uh, Middle Eastern one, um, an African version, I'm not sure if there's an African version. Um, there's a, like an MLS American uh, Canadian one, I think maybe, I think Monterey uh, won that one. So... <clears throat> Then basically all these teams are ranked, there's not that many teams, um, all these teams are ranked and basically the the European uh, winner, Champions League winner, um, only comes into the tournament at the semi-final stage and so does the uh, CONCACAF one, so um, it's usually like a um, Brazilian side um, or an Argentinian side or something. Um, so, Palmeiras are the uh, South American side this year. They are playing their semi-final tonight. Um, actually, let me just check. They're, they're, they've won. So, usually, it's the South American uh, winner of the their version of the Champions League makes the European one in the final. Um, and I mean, up until that, it's, it's usually uh, like I'll say it's and then Chelsea could be tomorrow but. It's usually a bit of a a bit of a piss take. Um, Chelsea are playing. I think the Saudi Arabian um champions, um, Al halal and I think they were. I mean, we have. I know he's never. Is that who who Santiago plays for? Um, Santiago
0: plays his football out somewhere. Um, yeah. Hang on. Let me see. I still have him on Instagram.
1: Hang on. Who does he play for? Well, if he does, then I do not want to play against him. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't... No, that... Al Saad. He plays for Al Saad. Oh, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I can see where you got confused, earlier. Really. It's, it's Qatar. Um, oh, yes, it is, yeah. So, basically, um, I think that the idea is Chelsea should beat them. Um, and then the... The most competitive game is always against the, um, the South American team. But I don't know, like, I know Liverpool, Liverpool won the club world cup, didn't they, when they won the Champions League recently? Um, yeah. do you think it holds much, much prestige? Or, or it's just nice to call to say, oh, uh, we're like the best club in the world.
0: Yeah, I think it's nice to say it. I actually quite like how, um, when you do end up playing in Europe afterwards, you get like the wee badge on on the on the kit. It's like usually on the chest, kind of like yeah. that. Um, but part of that, like yeah, like, I suppose it is. It's nice to say you've won it. Like you're the technically the best club in the world. Uh, but part of that, like I think, I think it means more obviously to win the Champions League than it would be to win the Club World Cup. I uh, wouldn't know yeah. what that's like, by the way. Um, but still, it's it's nice, yeah. nice to have it yeah yeah that's it's, it's nice to have obviously those those things in in the um the trophy cabinet um just just kind of to diverge just about trophy cabinets um if anyone Hello, what's coming here? if anyone hasn't seen what's <laughs> going on there on arsenal's <laughs> online store um someone someone obviously uh was very bold and um there was a bit of a malfunction so when you went to buy something. On Arsenal's online store, when you went to checkout, um, it came up. <laughs> Let me just make sure I get this right now. Um, it came up. Your basket is as empty as Tottenham's trophy cabinets. <laughs> and this, this actually did happen. Arsenal <laughs> released a statement on this. So the statement read: This was posted to the site in error without appropriate checks and approvals, and is being removed as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> whoever put that up deserves a promotion on a pay raise <laughs> they have fully earned it Like I mean that's just oh it's just hilarious um, probably just <laughs> add more fuel to the fire for the North London Derby coming up in a couple of weeks um, but anyway like uh, back back to the Club World Cup anyway so I'm sure I'm sure obviously you want Chelsea to win it like you're not going all the way out, out there to like yeah. not come home with a trophy like it's probably well win it like um Usually the European well, side do have a decent sort of record on as well. Yeah. Recently, anyway,
1: um, <clears throat> did I you think, play that like, before? We play, yeah, we played it. Uh, obviously, won, won the Champions League in 2012, and um, Corinthians beat beat Chelsea in the final. Uh, the other Brazilian team who usually get through. Um, I, I think it wasn't a great match. It was one 0 or two one or something, um, but. I think there's a. I mean, as for Acueta, if he wins this, that he's won every trophy he could possibly win a Chelsea, which is pretty cool. Like it'd be nice for for people like that. Um, um, nah, he's probably going in the that, summer, isn't he? It looks like it, yeah. Um, and if um if Mandy eventually gets back from drinking the head off, him, so, <laughs> um, for, for the final, um that'll be another uh, trophy that he can add to his collection. Like it's insane. The amount of, amount of trophies that man has won in the last 12 months, um, including like individual awards. But yeah, t- it's, it's a weird, like Tuchel not being there at the minute. He obviously has COVID. Um, <clears throat> so like a few of the assistants, Zotlo, uh, so um, I can't remember the first name of the other guy, um, but they're sort of sharing sure the responsibility. Um, so that that'll be a bit of a we'll probably see tomorrow. You know, uh shouldn't change change it too much. But obviously, obviously, Chelsea got a wee bit lucky. I would probably say against Plymouth in the FA Cup had to go extra time at the weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how how they get on with Tugle without Tuchel. Um, and there's talk that he might be back for the final if Chelsea get there. I think it's on Saturday. So um, yeah, obviously, well, like obviously, it'd be nice to win it. Um, but it doesn't hold a lot of prestige, really. Um, it would just be another another trophy for Tuchel since he took over, which has been a very successful uh, haul for him so far. Um, <clears throat> you imagine there about quiet. it possibly looks like he's maybe going to Barcelona in the summer. Uh, looks probably more likely now than not. Um, but deeper since I don't know since a lot well certainly since the last time you and I spoke on the podcast they've splashed a bit of cash including the Arsenal captain sir
0: yeah yeah they have um I think I mentioned this on Thursday at night's um pod that I think it kind of shows where Barcelona are at you know the fact that like no disrespect to the likes of Aspera and you know Torre and stuff like that's that's the sort of player they're they're going for like I think it's not that Aspilicueta is a bad player. I think he's just coming towards, you know, the twilight of his career, and usually, yeah. like you've seen in previous years, like the Santiago and stuff, went off to the Far East and played football. Whilst now you're leaving Chelsea and you're going to play for Barcelona, like Aspilicueta is probably in his thirties now. I don't know exactly what age he is. Uh, yeah, taking so Adelman, like a signing. Well, it, I, you would say it like now it is. It is. There's no doubt about it. Leaving. Chelsea now to go to Barcelona is a step down just because of where Barcelona are at and like you you would imagine Barcelona need to rebuild and maybe you can understand them taking the old player like a Dani Alves who's coming for for nothing um, but I mean like taking a lot of older players like we got caught out with that there a couple of years back like bringing in Socrates and you know giving Ozil a big contract and then giving Aubameyang a Bamian a big contract yeah like just just players here are probably not committed to the cause, and Aspeliquet is obviously a probably a bit different. Like you know, he'd probably give a hundred percent no matter who he's playing for. like But given these players, these contracts, like Aspeliquet is not going to go to Barcelona for for nothing. Like you know, he's going to want a decent wage. Okay. Um, taking a Bami, like I don't know what they're going to pay at Bamiang. Like um, I'm just kind of glad he's off our books now, and just that that whole attitude. You know, he's He's obviously got defended by, it's been kind of split in him going to Barcelona, but his attitude was shite, you know, he got, he fell out with, with Tuchel at Dortmund and stuff like, you know, um yeah. it's happened in the past, and I'm just kind of glad it's at door with now. They've got Trurore there as well, they've, Torres they brought in from Man City, to be honest. I don't know how they were able to bring him in, cause they're pure skin <laughs> They've, um, yeah, I think they actually couldn't register Danny Alves for, the knockout round of the Europa League because they're only allowed a certain amount of players outside of Europe or I think it was, but it's like they had at and a few others. I can't I can't remember really the reason for it. I genuinely can't, but Danny Alves isn't registered to play in the Europa League now for them this for the rest of the season, which is a bit silly like but yeah that's that's where they're at. It's, it is
1: it is weird. Like they used to be um I'll talk about um and <clears throat> Daniel Elvis obviously talk about his age um, Bamiang would be up 30 would he uh, or over um,
0: um I think
1: he's 32 now as well not really he was that old um, but you know Barcelona used to be like the pinnacle of club football like going there was like holy shit um, this is my dream move for a lot of players, like most players would have been, been there or Real Madrid and now it's like they're clutching at straws to saying like, players who are at the tail end of their career and kind of players like Traore who like is, as you say good, good player but you know, he's, he's not in the top 10 Premier League players in the league top 20 at a push Um and and Barcelona and Madrid used to sign the best player in the Premier League they would pluck from the best team in the best league all around Europe um, and that isn't happening anymore like <clears throat> and I don't know if they're going about it the right way or not it, it doesn't seem like I know um, Gabby I think um, has come through um, their their ranks there and he looks he looks a player Um, but you know apart from that there wouldn't be a lot of um, awe-inspiring youngsters coming through. It hasn't not worked out with Ballet at all as well. Um, I, I think it's going to take him kind of a while to, to turn that around. Xavi's <coughs> had a bit of a job on his hands. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Bamian gets on out there. Like, are you... What do you think about, like, Arsenal's... Um, do you one hundred percent agree with like if a player has like stepped out of line that that amount of times and like is uh, shit talking the club or the manager or whatever like it's happening uh, uh, not if it's the worrying amount of times or if it's if it's just bad luck on on the Arsenal side like it's almost as if they're tapping their big star player and just can't settle or something or just. Is that the right approach to just be like, right? Cut off, good luck. That seems to be like Arteta's um way of doing it. Like, I know you've been with this a bit, like, but um do you like is that the way you would do it basically?
0: I I fully back Arteta on his decision. Um reason being like for years their Ozul while Vanger was still in charge was left at home for away games because Wenger couldn't trust him in away games because he knew he wouldn't show up. He didn't perform. Like there was a stage where Ozil decided that you know basically I'm going to try this game or you know I'm not going to ball my ass. Like his attitude was just wrong. But Wenger just had a bit of a soft spot towards his you know later years for players and looked after them. And you know I suppose Arsenal have looked after players a bit too much you know, they haven't been as ruthless, and Arteta has came in and kind of just changed that about, like, Aubameyang had more than one opportunity to redeem himself, it would be completely different if Aubameyang was smashing in 30 goals a season, and um, you know, maybe, like, if he was out partying or something one night, like, that's fine, like, he's, he's just been, there's been multiple occasions now that we've just read about, and we don't know about them all, like, that he's just been late for training or late at the events or pissing about, like he was late to the North London Derby, I think I've said this on a few times last season. Um, he was given permission from the club to go back to France to see his mum and then came back late. You know, it, there's no real excuse for that. Like, you know, you're only in France. Well, how far away is France from England? Not very far at all. You know, it's yeah. just the fact that he took the piss out of the club's trust in him, especially as club captain. And the same thing with Gwen Guendouzi. Guendouzi's attitude was complete shit. You know, there's nothing wrong with a bit of shit talk in a match and being a bit of a punk, like. But like yeah. he was going and gloating to Brighton players about him making more money than, you know, than them. Like, what the fuck's that about? Like, no, it's just stupid. Like, and it's immature, and it's still showing. Like, it showed when he was at Harthur in Berlin last year. You heard the manager talk about how Guendouzi still needs to mature more. and You've seen him in, in, uh, Ligon this year, he's been a wee pratt, and there was a clip come out from last weekend being a wee bit of a ball bag as well. <laughs> so, it's just, I, I don't really care, like, when Doozy can go do one, Um Ozil, like, Oswald was done anyway, and he was on stupid money. I think, at the time, Arsenal were under pressure to give, to keep either him or Alexis Sanchez, and I think Sanchez made it clear he wanted to go, so they had to keep Oswald at all costs, and they did. But it turned out to be a mistake. Same with Aubameyang. Like you know, I can understand why Arsenal done all the cud to give him a new big contract at the time because we just won the FA Cup and he'd scored two great goals in the final. Well, sorry, he scored a penalty and scored a great goal against um, against Chelsea in the final. Which you're thinking, fuck if we lose him, like worst snigger. So they had to give him give him a contract. Fuck your monetask
1: for that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think uh, it's a good clip. Like I remember. Yeah, you just hear Jorginho going oh, zoo. <laughs> and, uh, it was a good goal, like. But yeah, and and in, in hindsight, like, and fuck, I've said this, I, I don't know, at umpteen times on this podcast, like, hindsight's a great thing, like. Um, obviously it, it was the wrong decision. Aubameyang was declining. We obviously didn't realize at the time, but he was declining. He doesn't. He didn't score as many goals. His attitude was shite. He was just on the big bucks and he knew he could just do whatever he wanted because he had like a three-year contract. I was surprised actually Arsenal have been able to get rid of him. Um I thought he would have stuck his heels in but you know he went? Okay. I think
1: it's great business.
0: Yeah, but I think it's probably because he's went to Barcelona. I mean, he wasn't going to just go anywhere. I think the fact that yeah. he's went to Barcelona has probably just been the reason why he wasn't going to go. Like There was a big offer from Saudi Arabia but he said no. He didn't want to go there. Um But I think it's just lucky Barcelona are a bit of a shit um, and a shit uh, place in their history, and we're able to take him off our hands, and they've been heavily promoting Abou Like I've kept an eye on their social media over the last week, and they have been happily promoting it, like it's a big signing. But and don't get me wrong, he'll score goals in La Liga, like. But he just he's not gonna he's not gonna be your thirty goal season striker, like. But you know, good luck to him. He's out of the way. I don't I didn't like his you know his comments about Arteta and his first press conference in Barcelona, but. Again that just reassured me that Arsenal have done the right thing and just shows the type of guy he is like so. Good
1: riddance. Good luck. Yes. Um <clears throat> I one hundred percent agree. Um and I think it'll probably help Arsenal in the run rather than hinder them. But um <clears throat> probably would have a lot to speak about. Um, there's there's one more thing that I wanted to get your opinion on, which I thought was interesting, I saw a video. Um earlier on today of a local West West Blom fan talking about the FA Cup and he said that the FA Cup because he was replying to I think it was an Irish Liverpool fan who'd say the FA Cup had actually sounds like Phil but it wasn't Phil um, saying the FA Cup had lost all its prestige and it was a bit of a shit show now and nobody really cares about it blah 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 um and this guy was replying and saying that he's local to West Brom and he supported West Brom for his whole life. His grandma supported him, his dad supported him, and um, his whole family supported him. And he was saying now he wasn't being offensive to the to the other guy, but but he was saying he thinks the decline of the FA Cup has come about because of foreign fans. Um and I know that that kind of term um, triggers a lot of people, like it, it usually, because it applies to us, basically, um, mm. it usually would annoy me, but he was sort of saying it in a way, like, I don't mean any offense, I'm just saying that because of the global fan base of some of these clubs, some of these bigger Premier League clubs now, um, the money has got injected into the Premier League, the Champions League, it's it's more important now, especially across Europe at the Champions League, some of the European fans, um, that naturally clubs want to win those games more. So they rest players in the FA Cup instead of, you know, he was saying, his dad had told him, like, they they used to rest players in the league to play the big FA Cup game at the weekend. And I thought that was quite an interesting twist on it, like something that I had, never really considered anymore probably because, because I'm, I'm not a local fan um, to the club I support. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on that because I know that you you have said in the past about um, how it annoys you when people say that you're not a real fan if you're not from the from the country or from the area of the team you support. Yeah,
0: no, people that say that are just decades, quite honest. Um, I think it's it's an interesting point. Um, I suppose I can kind of see what he means. Um, there has been a lot of money injected into football. Like football has become more of a business than an actual sport over the last couple of years. But I still think the magic of the FA Cup is still there. And I don't know if Phil will absolutely like turn his earplugs straight into his ear. I'm gonna pull the eardrums out. Hear me say that because I know he <laughs> hates that phrase. But I mean, it is a special tournament. Like it's the oldest cup tournament in the world. Um, but just no, you can't you can't put the the blame on foreign fans. Like it's been advertised out there to attract these fans in. It's not it's not their fault. Like you can say the same about the NFL. Like we like I only realized last night that the Super Bowl's on um, Sunday because I think Steve and Phil were chatting about it. Um, yeah. and it's the same like it's all like the fan base for the NFL around the world now is absolutely ginormous but to say like to say it's foreign fans fault I can't really I don't agree with that like I remember in 2002 Arsenal played United at Old Trafford in the FA Cup and sorry no I'm telling you a lie it was 2003 um, and we didn't play the likes of Henri and stuff um like we played a strong enough team, but we didn't play like old Benar starting eleven. Like we played Sylvan Will Tord and, and Canoe up front. And Arsenal yeah. won that game 2 0. And like that's that's the game that um after the game Fergie kicked about and hit David Beckham on the eye. That was that was that game.
1: <laughs>
0: so like to say that's you know teams are arresting players for the FA Cup, like Fanger was doing that years ago. You know, like that's that's been happening for years. It's not just obviously the league is the priority, getting into the Champions League or into Europe is the priority for a lot of clubs because that's where the money is and I can understand that in a way, like, that's how you keep your your team going, that's how you grow your, let's just, just, just go with what people call it these days, uh, to grow your brand because, like, football clubs are a brand now, they're not, they're not what, you know, our parents and grandparents grew up with supporting these clubs, like, you know, it's not, just your wee local community club anymore. It's completely different now. It's it's just it's yeah. massive, um, and like I can I get like the frustration with mm-hmm. it because I I like to switch off from it for a while because sometimes it can kind of just gets like I can't even be arsed because you can you can get into arguments with people online and like yeah. it may maybe fans in America or fans in Australia or whatever like but just like to talk shape because. You know, maybe they've started supporting the club during their glory years and now things are tough that they're just like, Oh, it's fucking not good enough, sack them and sack that because they're probably seeing the likes of Man City doing well and like Chelsea, like Chelsea are just uh, that that well oiled machine, like the grid of a manager replace the next one. But the, yeah. the people in place at the club that they can do that, that that's the way they operate. And they're seeing yeah. the like Chelsea doing that and Chelsea are going on winning trophies and stuff like that, but like that's just that's the way it is. Like Chelsea have the money to do that, you know. Other clubs don't. Other clubs can't afford to do that. Other clubs can't afford to buy the best players. It's just the. And way you it can't.
1: Is. The thing is, you can't. All that's right, but you can't blame that on, foreign, in quote mark, foreign fans. Like no. there's, you know, I would say I'd be pretty confident in saying that all of us um, would be able to hold a pretty intelligent conversation about our club and the history of it and where they're at now, where they're going, people in place, et cetera, et cetera. And there's fans who live on the Fulham Road who sports healthy who don't have a fucking clue. And there's, you know, there's fans who live around Anfield who wouldn't know half as much as Phil and Pally would know about Liverpool. Like, so it doesn't matter where you come from, how big or how good of a fan you are. Um, I think looking at it with like broad sort of brushstrokes like that is is kind of unfair.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, do you know what? I would also put it down, and this is to a minority. I'm not saying this is every fan of every club, like especially the ones we sport. There's definitely an element of racism in that as well. I believe. Like it's just, mm. and I've seen it, like I've seen it on Twitter. i have seen it with some, you know, some Arsenal fans. Like you know, it's just. They're, I like Arsenal have a massive, massive fan base, all different backgrounds, and everything, like, but I've just seen the odd person, just the things to put up, and it's not that they're saying anything racist, but you know, their motive behind it is just like, you can just tell
1: yeah, that you're just
0: not happy that, oh, some guy in Australia or Africa or America is trying to chat to me about my club, like, I grew up around the corner from Haybury and blah 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 and sat on the, or stood on the North Bank Terrace and all this bullshit, like, don't you tell me about my club. Like, It's people like that who are just so offended by the fact that someone has an interest in your club. Like, it's their club as well. Like, it's their club just as much as it is yours. It doesn't matter whether you've been a season ticket holder for 30 years. Like, that's all well and good. You're very lucky that you're able to do that. There's some fans that can't. Like, we live an hour away from London, but there's no way I mean you can afford to go over and watch Chelsea and Arsenal every single weekend. Which just it would cost us an absolute fortune, like, and I understand yeah. like trains in, in England are expensive as well. I totally get that, and I totally get the living costs in England are expensive too, like. But you know, some of them are just a short walk around the corner from them stadiums. Like it is, it is a bit different, like. But, but um,
1: and the thing is as well, some of those um, we'll talk about this for for fucking hours probably, but some of those um boys are saying or girls or, um who are saying you know who's this from from this part of the world who thinks they can tell me about my club? sorry but half your heroes are from all over the world you know half the people that you love and, and praise week in week out are not from north london or west london or wherever it may be you know they're from america france australia africa like look at salon for example you know what I mean so um yeah it's, uh, I thought it was an interesting point. Um and I've never heard it kind of approach that way about the FA Cup in particular. Just I just think you're right, it's the monetization and the branding of, of football. And, and when we were talking about var earlier on as well, like that's another thing I think is why VAR is sticking around. There's there's branding and sponsorship and advertising coming with var with soon, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, the bar um threat coming up and being like bar sponsored by spec savers. Or fucking should be anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like all because like, it's all it's already in the NFL. Everything is sponsored. Um, but yeah, we talked uh, as we promised. We've talked Shag for over an hour. So, um, yeah. thank you for coming on this um, Tuesday night babble. We're gonna follow. Um Hello. two TMBs this week. Yeah. Um. Here's Johnny. Johnny and Phil will hopefully be back on Thursday night and then we'll be back to regular programming next week. Um, Shitload of stuff happening this week in the world of football and sport. Premier League is back, obviously, tonight, um, recording this on Tuesday. And Wednesday. Premier League, the Club World Cup is on. um, And also uh, Ireland's France in the Six Nations. We will hopefully react to an Ireland win uh, next Monday night as well. In Paris, isn't it Danny?
0: In Paris, quarter to five, Saturday evening. Get the Guinness ready for anyone that likes it.
1: (laughs) Either or be sure. Um, And cheers for listening. We will chat to you soon. See you again next week. Good luck.